You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom. Just like that, the Marlins have won five in a row. They beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in game one of this three-game set, 6-3. to three. What a game it was. What an electric game we had. And uh, the Miami Marlins come up out top. They're four games over 500. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, after a four-game weekend sweep of the Washington Nationals last weekend, the Marlins return home tonight. And they make it five in a row. They double up the Dodgers. They beat them six to three. The Marlins with their 34th come from behind victory of the season. They pound out four homers, including a go-ahead two-run bomb in the bottom of the eighth inning. That was followed by a Jazz Chisholm Jr. homer in the eighth. All the highlights coming up shortly, but a big 6-3 to three victory for the Marlins over the Dodgers in game one of this pivotal. They're all important. Three-game series here tonight. Welcome to the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And Nelly, it's, it's just a big win. They, they, they pitched well. They got big hits when it mattered most. That's what you have to do in September. And they shut down the top of the lineup. Besides Freeman in the third getting the RBI base hit, and, you know, Betts only had a walk, and that was in the eighth inning when it was already out. Uh, you know, you didn't – the top of the lineup for the Dodgers did nothing. Lazardo did a nice job in six innings, only giving up the two runs. He did 90 pitches. Pitched 90 pitches. Do you think maybe they could have got an extra inning – out of them. Puck just gave up the homer, but Nardi and Scott were great. It was the homers again. You know, you look at the series that they won against the Nationals. Yes, it's the Nationals, and now you're playing a different different type of team. A different, you know, these next 13 games, maybe I think the, the rest of the year are different teams than the Nationals. And, you know, that momentum, just you had the day off, and sometimes when you're playing good baseball, you don't want that day off. Right. But they carried that momentum from Washington right into Tuesday against the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are a totally different team against left-handed pitchers because they take away, especially with someone like Lazardo. It's going to be interesting to see what the Dodgers do against Braxton Garrett as far as their lineup because Garrett's not a hard thrower like Luzardo. Left-handed, the Dodgers are really they're, – they're a much better lineup, but right-handed, they're not that great. You know, the top of the lineup, which the Marlins did a great job – but you had some key home runs. I mean, look at Jazz. Look at De La Cruz coming through. And they took advantage of a, of a walk in the fifth and then a homer by Bell with a two-run blast. And then, again, a hit-by-pitch from Berger and then another homer from De La Cruz. So this – they took advantage of some mistakes right. from the Dodgers, and that's what you got to do. And when you're playing good teams like this, you got to capitalize on some mistakes. Now, they did, you know, in the second and third, they had some traffic on the base pass, and they, they kind of let – Kershaw off of the right. off the hook, but yeah. overall, what a great job that Marlins did. Yeah, and in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and pitching, they got it done tonight. This seems all too obvious to ask you, Nelly, but um, I want to ask you because you've been in pennant races, you've been in tightly contested games and kind of edge of your seat, stressful situations in September. They've won five in a row, and they take game one from Los Angeles tonight. They know it lies ahead, but they've been asked to take it one day at a time, and I guess you do the best you can in that regard. How much does momentum help at this time of the season? Well, momentum, confidence. Uh, every game that they're playing now is a playoff game because there's so many teams that are in it. It isn't like there's only two teams that are in that you're right. battling against to right. try to get a, get a playoff spot. 
I mean, you're battling against five other teams. Right. And you don't play any one of those five other teams. It's just you against, you know, you're going to see the Brewers, but basically the East. Besides the Dodgers, you'll see Pittsburgh at the end of the year. But you're just watching the scoreboard and saying, hey, I need some help from the other teams. And that's and then you take care of your own business. But you're playing playoff baseball. And, and, and that's now. And that's exciting for them. Me, and it's exhausting, but it's exciting for them. I know it's hard not to watch the scoreboard. But let's say collectively they're like, you know what, boys? Let's roll the dice, get to 85 wins. And what happens after that, whatever happens. Is, is, it, is it just so hard not to just pick up your phone and look at the other scores instead of like, okay, let's see, they're right now, they're 71 and 67. If we go 14 and 10, that's 85 wins. To me, that sounds a little less daunting than like watching the other teams win around you every night and you can't gain ground. Like, let's get to 85 and see what happens. No, because you can't, I think you can't look ahead as, as any kind of athlete and as a yeah. player. And it's very cliche, but it's the truth. I mean, you can't sit there and say, hey, all we need is 14. You have to take each game at a time, and I guarantee you, wherever the scoreboard is, if they have the out-of-town scoreboard here, everybody in the dugout, everybody in the bullpen, once you start scoring and you're getting the lead, okay, what's the other team's doing? Right. And and that's exactly what you're doing every single day. And you're yelling at the opposing team. I've been there. I mean, I've lost a game, and you're sitting there, okay, come on, you got to give us some help here, and you're like... You know, they might be playing a weak team. It's like, how can you? How are you losing against them? You're, you're getting all over teams that are, are ahead of you or that you don't even have any control over. That's how much fun it is at this time of year. And they put themselves in a great situation. And, and you know what? They have tough teams to play against. But you know what? The confidence right now, winning those five in a row, you beat Kershaw. Yeah, you know, momentum, confidence, cockiness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say cockiness yeah. if you want. Go out there and play with an edge. Baby. Exactly. Tick somebody off a little bit. Play with an edge. And realize that you mean, you know, I, I think the thing that you, you say to yourself is realize that uh, or believe in yourself. Uh, believe that, hey, you guys are capable of doing this. Right. And, and you look around the clubhouse and you look at the guy next to you and say, you know what, that guy's going to come through. If he doesn't come through, I'm coming through. And that's what you have to do. And you have to believe in everyone and believe that you belong. You know, don't sit there and say, hey, I know we have, you know, have the two top teams and the Dodgers and the Braves, and we're just bound down here in the back burner. But believe that you belong and believe that you can compete against anyone. Yeah, I mean, it also sounds cliche, but the other team's putting their pants on the same way every night. So somebody's got to throw a pitch. And they're playing for something as well. I mean, you know, the Dodgers, I I don't think there's any chance of them ever getting a whole home field the way the Braves are playing. Uh, they were six, I think, or seven games out from that that leadoff or the best record in the National League, and I, they're not going to get that. But every every team's playing. I mean, they're going to play Milwaukee. Same thing. They're they're playing for something. Right. Let's get the out there. Phillies the same way. Let's play. Yeah, exactly. All right, Nelly. Good stuff. I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Kyle. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to all the highlights from this wild and crazy ball game at Lone Depot Park tonight. We were scoreless through two in a matchup that featured Jesus Lazardo and Clayton Kershaw this evening. In the top of the third, however, the Dodgers would strike first. They got a walk and a single to open up the top of the third. And then after a strikeout and a pop-out by Austin Barnes and Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman came to the plate for the Dodgers. 1-1 pitch. Freeman swings, line drive towards the gap, left center field, the base hit. Altman will score easily. Rojas is on his way to third. It's a two-out RBI single for Freddie Freeman, and the Dodgers are on the board first tonight. They have a 1-0 lead. Well, that was a and they'd get another in the third. The next man to bat was the designated hitter, Will Smith. 
Now the one-two pitch again is cracked on a line that's over the head of Luisa Rise into right center field for a base hit. It'll play another run. It's another two-out RBI single, this time by Will Smith. Miguel Rojas touches the plate, and the Dodgers have a 2-0 lead. All right, so it was 2-0 going to the bottom of the third in inning. The Marlins came up empty there, and the Dodgers were held off the scoreboard in the top of the fourth. That would take us to the bottom of the fourth inning, and leading things off for Miami facing Clayton Kershaw was Jake Berger. Kershaw with a couple of walks in the third. They came up empty, and we'll see if the Marlins can scratch across a run or two here in the fourth as Jake Berger swings, and he gets a line drive in the air. Left field going back. Taylor, look it up. It's gone. There's one back. Berger with his sixth home run as a Marlin, his 31st of the season. It's 2-1 to one Los Angeles here at the bottom of the fourth. Uh, it would remain 2-1 for another inning. Jesus Lazardo. Tossed a perfect top of the fifth. It was 2-1 to one going to the bottom of the fifth inning. Clayton Kershaw still in there for the Dodgers. Luisa Rice started the fifth by lining out to left. But after a walk of Jorge Soler, Josh Bell came to the plate looking to do some serious, serious damage. Josh Bell swings. Fastball hit in the air. Center field. Alvin's back, and it's gone. Josh Bell is ninth homer as a Marlin. His 20th of the season. And just like that, the Marlins are out in front. They've got a 3-2 lead here in the fifth. That would knock Kershaw out of the ballgame. He would complete the fifth, but he went five innings tonight and allowed three runs all earned, five hits, five walks, and three strikeouts. That took us to the top of the sixth, where Jesus Lazardo would put the finishing touches on his fine evening here tonight. He was perfect in the sixth. And he actually ended his night by retiring the last nine Dodgers that he faced. Lazardo went six innings tonight. Marlins came up empty in the bottom of the sixth off of Ryan Yarbrough. But that would be uh, a different story off Yarbrough come later in the ballgame. Marlins had a 3-2 to two lead going to the top of the seventh inning. And with Jesus Lazardo out, A.J. Puck was the first man in for the Marlins from the bullpen here tonight. And leading things off in the top of the seventh inning for the Dodgers was Chris Taylor. As the 0-2 pitch is swung on and crushed high and deep to left field, and we are tied. That ball was walloped, and for Chris Taylor, his 14th home run of the season, it's 3-3 here in the seventh. So 3-3, Puck would then strike out Outman. He got ground outs from Rojas and Barnes, and that would end the seventh inning, but we were tied. Marlins came up empty. They could not do anything with a one-out single from Luis Arise in the bottom of the seventh. Andrew Nardi came on in the top of the eighth inning in a 3-3 game. He walked Mookie Betts. He then got Freddie Freeman to ground out to shortstop. Betts went to second on the play. So with one out, the go-ahead run, run was in scoring position for the Dodgers in the top of the eighth inning. And with one out, Will Smith popped out to Luis Arise. And then after an infield single by Ahmed Rosario, placed runners at first and third with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. Andrew Nardi was trying to get out of trouble, and the man that he had to get through was Kike Hernandez. 0-2 pitches, swung on and missed strike three. Got him with a fastball. After walking the leadoff man, Mookie Betts, here in the top of the eighth inning. Andrew Nardi escapes a potential disaster. It's 3-3 three three as we go to the bottom of the eighth inning on the Marlins. So Ryan Yarbrough then went back to the mound for the Dodgers in the bottom of the eighth inning in a tie game. He faced John Birdie pinch hitting to lead off the bottom of the eighth inning. He flew out to left field for the first out in the eighth. Jake Berger then came to the plate. He was hit by a pitch on his left pinky with one out in the bottom of the eighth inning. So now the go-ahead run 
was at first in the bottom of the eighth inning for the Marlins. Yarborough on the mound with Berger at first with one out in the bottom of the eighth. And at the plate was Brian De La Cruz. De La Cruz, swing and a drive, hit deep, go, go, go! Brian De La Cruz, that's the big one the fish needed. A two-run bomb here in the bottom of the eighth inning, his 18th of the season. The Marlins lead 5-3. But the Marlins weren't done in the eighth. Jazz Chisholm Jr. due up next, had visions of going back-to-back. Can the Marlins start this stretch 1-0? The 1-2 pitch is hit high and deep. Right field. Oh, my goodness. What a bomb for Jazz. They don't go that far here at the depot, baby. The Marlins go back-to-back back for Jazz. His 15th of the season. It's 6-3 here in the eighth. What? A bottom of the eighth inning for the Marlins. They get three runs on two hits. That sent us to the ninth. Tanner Scott on for Miami. He allowed a one-out single to James Altman. And then after he got Miguel Rojas to pop out to shallow right field. Pinch hitting in the top of the ninth with two outs. So the man at first for the Dodgers was the veteran outfielder, the left-handed hitting David Peralta. Both infielders. Now Altman will go. And he runs the third, and the 1-2 pitch is over. Called strike three, and the ball game is over. Tanner Scott, his fifth save of the season. The Marlins utilize four homers. They power their way past the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's their 34th comeback win of the season. And the Marlins take care of the Dodgers in game one of this three-game series tonight by a final score of six to three this is a big win you, you must it was a big win and what a win for the marlins here tonight give them five in a row after a four-game weekend sweep over the washington nationals last weekend offensively for the marlins tonight luisa rise was one for one for four jorge soler in his return for the first time in a week was over two with a couple of walks at the plate Josh Bell had a big night, one for four with a homer and a couple of RBIs. Then Brian De La Cruz and Jazz Chisholm Jr. combined to go four for eight with two homers and three RBIs in this ballgame tonight. Those two propel the Marlins to a victory in the bottom of the eighth inning here this evening. Taking a look at the totals from this ballgame tonight now. For the Dodgers, three runs, seven hits, no errors, and six men left on base. And for the Marlins, six runs, eight hits, no errors, and six men left on base. A much-deserved victory for Andrew Nardi, who improves to 7-1 this season. The loss goes to Ryan Yarbrough, who's now 7-6 this year. And the save goes to Tanner Scott. He collects his fifth of the season for Miami. Total time of game tonight, 2 hours and 27 minutes. Nice crowd of 11,472 on hand inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park tonight to watch the Marlins beat the Dodgers 6-3. With a victory, the Marlins are now 71-67 this season. And with a loss, the Dodgers have now lost four of their last five. They had to avoid being swept in a four-game series on Sunday in Los Angeles to the Braves. The Dodgers now 84-53 this season. Marlins beat the Dodgers 6-3 on the mound for the Marlins here tonight. They punch out 10 Los Angeles Dodgers as opposed to six Dodgers strikeouts in Miami tonight. Ten strikeouts means that $250 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 6-3 victory over the Dodgers. Well, Skip, obviously a really good win against a really good team. What impressed you most about your team's performance tonight? 
Well, uh, I always I always think it starts with pitching, and uh, Zeus was outstanding again. Um, thought his changeup was really good. Slider uh, had a lot of chase, a lot of ground balls. I thought you know Berger and, and Hampson on the left side made some really good plays, um, and you know went six innings against a really good offense. Um, you know we didn't have we had some chances early on, uh, didn't come through with runners in scoring position, but. Um, Luckily, we slugged tonight, and uh, you know that was kind of the story. We had, we we had took some good at bats against Kirsch. I think we only had five hits, five hits. But we had five walks too, and I um, so I thought we controlled the strike zone uh, really well, and um, you know got to him late. Do you feel like this was a start even where Jesus seemed to get stronger as he went on? Yeah, he probably tell you his command wasn't exactly where he wanted it. Um, you could see some frustration at times with uh, you know leadoff walk to Outman and um, you know that sort of thing. But I think um, you know as the season has progressed, he's grown as a as a pro um, and uh, mentally, not only physically but mentally, and getting through uh, some of those tough times and not letting the game speed up and make those innings bigger than what they are. Um, you know, six innings, two runs, four hits. One walk? Yeah, one walk. I mean, that's, um, uh, you can't ask for much more than that against that team. You talk about the slug, and I think it's 12 home runs now over the last five games. Just what are you seeing from the guys? And again, it's not just one guy. It's collectively throughout the lineup where you're having the slug and contribution. Yeah, um, well, I think the the Bell one has started off with a really good walk by Soler. Um, and good things happen when guys walk in front of you and uh, take good at-bats, and you never know if that tires them out or frustration or whatever it is, and, um, and then Bell with the, with the big homer. Um, obviously, Berger, um, he hits home runs, so uh, against the Dodgers apparently too, I, I guess. Um, and, uh, but he just, you know, he's just a, you know, in kind of one of those zones right now where he's hitting everything hard and on the barrel, and um, you know, we're, I always love when I see him come to the plate because you know something's going to get hit hard, and he's taking really good at bats. Um, not just the home run, but it's there's just really good consistent at bats. Uh, lefty, righty doesn't really matter. Um, the Jazz one, he's he's been working really hard on uh, you know with the hitting group, you know with uh, trying to hit lefties better. Um, and so it's it's not surprising when somebody works hard and you see some good luck happen, whether it's an infield hit or whatever it is. But he got three hits against a lefty today. Um, and so that shows signs of growth. Now now the challenge is, are you going to stop working or are you going to keep working at it? Um, because it's it's not a finished product, and I think he knows that. But um, he hit that ball as, as good as you know I've ever seen a ball hit, uh, especially here and against a left-hander. So uh, I don't care if it's a slug. I just care of him taking – better at bats against lefties and he did that tonight and it helped us move the order and get back to the top and um and so I'm, I'm proud of the work that he's put in and i'm also uh um, hoping that it doesn't stop yeah i almost i almost uh told reader to take 3-0 thank god it didn't get to 3-0 because he hit the home run i would have looked really bad there i wouldn't admit it to you guys but um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he he had a really good weekend in uh, in Washington. Um, some some great at bats, um, and you know, kind of carried over today. And I thought a three two count one that was a, probably a ball four that he should have walked. Um, and you know, if you count the that a, a walk plus a homer, that's a really good day. But um, yeah, really good at bat, um, and obviously won the game for us. What was the explanation you got from the umpire regarding the automatic ball from Lizardo in the fifth? Uh, once you start your motion, you can't stop. Right. So that's the ball.
so yeah, when he started his motion, you can't. That's that's uh, you have to keep going. You can't stop and step off. So that's that's why it was a ball. A nerdy first outing back since the since the comebacker last week. <clears throat> After the walk, just seeing him look like himself. Yeah, we we. Um, <laughs> We talk about the leadoff walk with you know Solaire, and then Bell hit the home run, and then he has a leadoff walk. I'm like, oh my gosh! And he hasn't been on the mound for a while, so you just don't know how he feels. And uh, you know, it was uncharacteristic of him to kind of be scattered all over the place, up in arm side miss. Then the next batter comes, and he put and he pulls it, and, and uh, but man, he got back on track quick against the heart of the order, um, and just shows you what kind of stuff this guy has, and. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, Tanner Scott and, you know, the, the stones that he has. Well, Nardi's got them too. And um, it, it's been pretty, um, you know, we talked about Zeus growing. Well, Nardi has really grown this year and into a high leverage role, role where we are throwing Scott and, um, and uh, Nardi in these, you know, meet of the order. And they come out on top most of the time. And um, it, like I said before, I don't know where we'd be without, you know, Nardi and Scott. Skip, everybody's going to remember the home run by Jazz, and for good reason, it was impressive. But how happy were you with the singles, just in the sense that he really hustled those out and, and made those happen? Yeah, I think we had a discussion in Washington that, uh, that yeah, he's going to, that was a really good hustle play by him. Uh, didn't love the slide at first, just because of you know, the injury part of it. Although I slid at first all the time, so I'd be a hypocrite if I said, don't slide at first ever again. Um, but, yeah, it was a good hustle play, beating Kershaw over there both times. Um, yeah, of course, do I like the home run? Yes, but that's not what we're working on. We're working on him staying on the ball so he can hit it to the big part of the field. And um, it allows yourself to maybe hit a home run every now and then. But, you know, I, I think he's an everyday player. I don't want him to be a platoon player, and that's part of his growth and maturation as a, as a player. And the only way to get through hitting, you know, against lefties is you got to work at it. And, um, and he's been working hard at it. Um, and, and so, you know, Luckily, we saw some results today. Solar's first game back. Everyone, everything good for him post game. Yeah, yeah, he he felt good. Hit the ball hard. Just missed one in the first sitting. Line drive uh, to Kiki. You know, in the seventh or something like that. Um, so he took some good at bats. Big walk. Um, it's just it's nice to have him back. A starter for tomorrow. Uh, opener. Yeah, and I'll let you know in like 10 minutes. I had a chance to catch up with Josh Bell, who continues to slug for Miami. He hit a two-run go-ahead at the time, home run in the fifth inning. I got a chance to catch up with him about everything that transpired, the Jazz home run, getting to Clayton Kershaw, or at least getting to him from a walks perspective, a season high tied uh, with five for Clayton Kershaw. Let's uh, listen to what Josh had to say after the game. Thank you very much, Kyle. Josh, five in a row now. A heck of a way to start the series against Kershaw. What did you guys feel like you were building on him early? You, you forced him into a season higher tied with five walks. Yeah, I think we were just hunting our zones. Um, we, we had a, a really good meeting today. We, we all decided collectively our attack plan against him. Um, he made some really good pitches, but we wore him down um, and we were able to capitalize with the walks. Take me through that fifth inning home run. What were you looking for? I felt like I was uh, trying too hard to drive the ball the other way. Um, the first couple of bats, I said, look, if he's going to throw a fastball there, I'm going to be ready for it. And I was able to, uh, you know, flip it to center. What was your reaction to uh, the back-to-back -back home run from DLC and Jazz? Jazz hit the furthest ball I've ever seen full side of my life. I, it said 436. It felt like it was 536. I almost hit the roof. That was incredible. Uh, a lot of fun. We were screaming so hard in the dugout. Like I said before, Josh, five in a row. What are you hoping you guys can bottle up here and continue to do the rest of the way? At this point, it's just confidence. Um, you know, I, 
I was in the postseason last year with the Padres, and it's just about getting to the postseason and, and being the hot team once you're getting there. So we're building more and more trust within the clubhouse each and every win. Um, and we, we still have a long way to go, but we're taking it one game at a time. Josh, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. You got it, Steven. All right, Kyle. Back All to right, you. Steven, very good. Five in a row and six of eight. The Marlins are rolling. They be All right, Jesus Lazardo, another really good outing. Six innings, four hits, two runs, six punch outs. Let's hear what Jesus had to say after his start. Jesus, what was the most important key to navigating this Dodgers offense? I feel like first pitch strikes, something that Mo always talks about, but um, yeah, I feel like it's always key, but especially against a lineup like them, uh, very selective, very, um, they don't chase much, I guess you could say, so they have no problem taking their walk, so it's, it's important to get, get ahead of them. Did you feel like this was a game where maybe even in that fifth and sixth inning you felt stronger as the game went on? Yeah, I definitely felt better. Um, I felt good in the fifth, but I felt great in the sixth. The sixth was probably the best I felt uh, in a long time. Just felt very in rhythm. All my pitches were working. Um, yeah, I mean, thankfully, as the game went on, like you said, I felt like I got stronger. You told us about a very important conversation that you had with one of your friends in that San Diego start. How has maybe just that realignment of your mentality, you know, what's been the most important part of how that's affected you on the mound over these last three games? Yeah, I feel like... Um, I mean, I feel like everyone goes through a little, uh, you know, you obviously get nervous before starts. Uh, not that it's a doubt in yourself, but I feel like, um, you know, maybe you're a different breed if you don't get a little jittery before every start. But um, I just feel like there's less of that, you know, less of that stress or anxiety and maybe leading up to a start. I just feel more, um, just more focused and going out there and attacking and, and knowing that what I have is good enough. The third inning, one inning, or we'll get to you. you. Got two runs on two runs. What, what was happening there, and what were you able to do to reset? Uh, I feel like I made some good pitches, but maybe to the wrong guys. Um, I mean, obviously Freddie. Um, I mean, we all know how good he is. Uh, I threw a changeup down to him. Probably not the right pitch. Uh, and then that was on me. And then as that inning spiraled, I mean, I had the first uh, leadoff walk, which never helps. I hate those. Um, but, I mean, I felt like not necessarily terrible pitches, but just maybe not the right pitches to the right guys. So, uh, thankfully, you know, after that inning, we got back on track. Does it feel like pitching in these games that are meaningful in September? I mean, it's great. Uh, I think that's exactly where we wanted to be uh, at the end of spring training, and that's where we plan to be. So we just need to keep it going. Um, you know, I feel like we, we wanted to be here, so now it's time to show up. Uh, where were you for the Gale Cruz and Jazz? So we were in here, and it was insane. I mean, both home runs were crazy, but Jazz is that Jazz ball is the farthest ball I've ever seen that year in my life. So uh, it's impressive to see what they do. Any extra jitters going up against Clayton Kershaw? Uh, not extra jitters. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, obviously a guy that being left-handed growing up, uh, I mean, the best pitcher probably of my lifetime, maybe if not of all time. So uh, I think it's extremely cool and uh, just awesome to be able to go up against him. All right, the Marlins are going to go with an opener tonight against Lance Lynn. It's going to be a 640 first pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 610. Folks, it's September baseball. It's meaningful September baseball. The Marlins are in the playoffs. What are you doing? Come out, Lone Depot Park. We've got a fun night ahead with Sam Reinhardt tonight. we got Udonis Haslam coming tomorrow. Plus, you get to watch some playoff baseball trying to be chased down here in Miami. Thanks for rewinding with us. We hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.